0: forward slash the fighting cock to get started and to help the podcast thank you very much have a great day and enjoy the show gg poker is the biggest online poker site and they have more players than any other on the internet why play anywhere else they have a wide range of games and unique features that you just can't find on any other site gg poker run huge tournaments with big prize pools and they hold the record for the biggest ever prize pool on an online poker tournament there are games for all players at all skill levels, whether you're new to poker or season pro, including cash games and exciting tournaments like Bounty Hunters and Sunday Majors. GG Poker offer popular games like Texas Hold'em and Omaha to unique games like All In or Fold and Spin and Gold. New players that make their first deposit get £60 in free play, 18 plus, new UK players only. Minimum deposit is £10. Full terms and conditions apply. at and please play responsibly.
1: It's the fighting, it's the fighting, cock, a
0: camel, Hello and welcome to episode 49, season 12 of the Fighting Cock podcast. got John Boy on the line, how you doing mate? Good mate, how you doing? Good, and um, we've got Flo Phil. his foot. Hello, hello, hello. You alright? Nothing rosy? Apathetic, but I'm
2: here. going to be lively. To it,
0: does to you because obviously if, if you're not apathetic then you go mental and scream at Pedro Porro and learn and make you close your social media accounts so apathy sometimes saves you from what we're being served up currently saves other people too so yeah that's yeah. the best way yeah I mean there would be very few world wars if everyone was just apathetic like, apathy like, is it's actually a healthy underrated. way to, it's underrated yeah it's like, massively underrated it's well underrated imagine how many how many people would still be alive if, if apathy was the mainstay of the human race
2: Probably be loads more cancer and tumours though, because you'd just be like pushing all the stress down, this manifest itself as something deadly. So maybe all this apathy about me not watching, talking about, just manifested in me just having a life-ending sickness. I really so
1: I can't <laughs> handle that. And the and the season. <laughs> I, tell you, I tell you what isn't underrated: optimism tea. So. <laughs> come on, yeah. come on, Spurs! Come on. <laughs> You could do it. Uh,
0: <laughs> just on the uh, just on that <laughs> just on that. Um John, have you ever had a moment in your working career where you probably wasn't booed, but you should have been?
1: Uh yeah, actually. Um so I I now work for a like tech startup and I've worked for a couple now and I switched from sort of a very boring industry, and then that boring industry has been sort of not infiltrated, but sort of like ta- adopted by the tech industries try and like digitize it, right? So I got this opportunity to go from the boring side to this cool tech company. I get the job, I'm there for a couple of weeks, and I'm like, okay, this is really cool. Like it's a, like we work in a WeWork and it's fancy coffee and it's like, oh, just come in whenever you want. Wear what you like to work. So I'm like wearing hoodies and I'm like, this is the best job I've ever had. I love it. And then I was going on holiday and I thought, right, I need to, um, I need to be really professional. I we'll do a nice out of office. Now when I joined this company, like my other half really was saying to me, it's so embarrassing. You're such like you're just like a technophobe, you're like rubbish with everything, but you work for a tech company and they haven't like discovered that yet. Like they're going to find out one day. That's what you're near from your wife. Anyway, Exactly. I mean, there's nothing, you know, nothing like support from your other half, is there? No. Um, so we're going on holiday, I think we went to I think this it was the year we went to Cuba, right? So we're going to get on the plane onto a really long flight. And I think shit, I haven't set my out of office. I don't want to be that that rookie that you know, just forgets to do it. So I go online, I go on my um, Mac, I set my out of office, shut it, get on a flight for however many hours, right, it's like 12 hours whatever it is, get the other end and I have honest, my phone blows up, like messages, phone missed calls like from everyone in my office and I'm like, what the fuck has happened? Like something really bad, big client's gone down or something like that. Turns out I didn't set up my out of office properly I set it up so that any, any email I'd ever sent got an out of office reply and then, and then that was bouncing back because I was out of office and was forwarding on to everyone in my company. So everyone was getting like a thousand out of office bounce back replies forwarded from, from me
0: like got, and they got... were
1: livid and they were like, you have to turn this in or whatever it is you've done is mental. Um so like, I should have got booed for that really. They were actually lovely about it, but yeah. I think it's a bit
0: of a power move actually.
1: So I'm I'm on holiday, yeah. but I'm always
0: here. Never forget me. Um yeah, anything, I'll you. anything to you. Yeah.
2: Not 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 quite on that scale, to be honest, no. Um I've lost my job. They'd lose my job once, but it's be very boring to spend. my by trying to do it in a nutshell. So um two new people come on board. I'm training them. And there's one vital thing I've got to tell them about this, um, about the whole process. So I must have had a week off. <laughs> so I come back and uh, they said, oh, so have the two new people um, started working on the final wave of this project. I'm like, um, what? <laughs> what? So <all> that, no. <laughs> I didn't say that. I kind of started it out. But then I realized I made a very, very big fuck up. And they sacked you over it. Um, well I'm a contractor, so it wasn't that difficult to get rid and things weren't really working out. Mm. But you know, with these things come opportunities, but yeah, it was it's a bit like um like Davidson Sanchez went with the um, with the first goal. He tried he did a tackle, did well, but it goes into the path of um Vinya. So it's a bit like that really. I
0: well you mean you so you're not taking all of the blame. You're saying that it wasn't all your fault, you did some good. <laughs> um yeah I, I, <laughs> yeah I will to it yeah mine was when I worked at ball Street I might have told this story before I worked at ball Street um Lester had just won the league and as a way of um commemorating that moment Ball Street had worked with S- captain Morgan's uh spiced rum company and developed a is it Morgan? is there yeah Wes Morgan yeah Wes Wes Morgan was their captain so they developed these there was five bottles of this Wes Morgan um spiced rum and they changed the face on Captain Morgan to they'd drawn Wes Morgan's face on it and there were only five of these and one of them was supposed to be given to Ian Wright who was a shareholder of Ball Street back in the day my boss had said to me as he was leaving oh I bought you a bottle of whiskey for you to take home take it home enjoy yourself and I was like I had a good month something like that um what I actually did is pick up the Wes Morgan special edition bottle, take it home, not realise and just drunk it all in the next few days. And um it came to light later within a couple of days, going back to the office, my boss went, Have you seen that bottle, the special edition bottle of uh Spice Morgan? And uh lo and behold, I drunk it and I had to admit to it and Ian Wright never fucking got it, but he is a gooner, so fuck him. Quite like
1: him, So oh, fuck him. Yeah. Did I, um, sorry, quick, just really quickly, did I ever tell you a story about m- my best man, m- my best mate Gaz, how he got fired? It's one of the funniest firing uh, stories I've ever heard. It, we used to, when we were kids, we worked in a call center and like, I was basically like a supervisor. I worked my way up to being a supervisor there, right? And so I get into shift and I see Gaz is like leaving early. So I'm like, where are you going? He's like, long story I'll tell you about later. So I get in, I'm like, well, what, what happened with Gaz? They're like, we had to let him go. I was like, well, what happened? And they're like come in here i'll 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 play you the recording and what happens is in this call center is you have a headset and when people like aren't there it just goes through to their answer phone you just click a little button and it just like goes to an answer phone but people used to just unclip their headsets and talk to each other and just like have a bit of a chat so they could have a bit more time to talk right but gaz in his infinite wisdom had double clicked the button and it hadn't like changed the page and he hadn't unclipped his headset and so when I went into this room and I heard the recording of what he'd left on, and on elderly couples answer phone <laughs> was the following conversation. It just went, beep, did you fuck her? <laughs> and then you can hear the other lads in the background cracking up. And then you can just hear him go, did you finger her trutch? <laughs> oh, and then and then it just goes, oh fuck. And then just goes where <laughs> he's realized he's left it. But they complained that he got fired and he had to listen to the recording back in front of like three female members of staff. We fired him. So yeah, that was his um, that was his first job, and he I, got fired for
0: that. I got fired at Woolworths for eating a Twix in the storeroom. I was bloody hungry. Caught me on CCTV. Didn't realize, didn't realise they installed them. Took me into a room and went. Um, cool. now we've seen you've stolen property, and I was like, I ain't "Fucking stolen property!" And I mean, we've got it on videotape. I went, Show me the fucking videotape, then. There'd been an aggy little sixteen-year-old prick. <laughs> Show me the videotape. <laughs> this videotape, me sort of gingerly walking down the sweet aisle in in in, in, the, uh, in the in the Fucking, whatever you call it, storeroom, infectionary just, section, just, oh. and then just eating a Twix. Anyway, let's move on to the football. I'm sure people have already checked out. Um Bournemouth. Uh, periods of it was okay. Um, the, the, Son looked like he was back in his pomp a little bit. I want to talk about Son, but fundamentally, it was Bournemouth at home, and there was so much surrounding this game, so much around what's going on at the club structurally and what our management structure is and who is in charge and who shouldn't be there and why are they still all there that it kind of didn't matter because even if we'd won that game on 2-1 it it, it might have felt better but it was all it's it's all it's always just like things are a little bit fucked and everything's just compounded and and a game like that and a result like that compounds it um what what can you say positive about the game before we go into the numerous negative points that we have to talk about
2: (laughs) I thought Heung-Min Son looked very bright. Um, took his goal very well. Could have had a could have had a couple more. Um, I did like how he did look pretty bright. Not many positives.
0: The pitch looked nice. They didn't look very nice. Um, that, 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 Son run. Son's run when he, he took it, he, he, it broke away. He sort of curved his run and he was he, he put his head down and and, and and was facing up the defender and then took him on on the left hand side and hit a shot and keeper made a good save. That yeah, was yeah. the Heung-Min Son that we we've been used to. I just wondered, John, do you think he's turned the corner at all?
1: Yeah, I do. I, I think this is um and Does it matter? I tweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but does it matter? I don't know. Maybe it's too little, too late now. Um yeah, I think basically the is he just out of form? Is he have his, has his legs gone? Is it just over for son? Is it a managing coaching thing? I think there were like times where we've kind of looked at this season and gone, nah, this isn't a tactical thing. Like, he can't control the football. But then, I think we've seen now, like, where he's basically gone back to his old position, which he was playing under Conte the first season of just playing kind of a bit wider and a bit further up the pitch so he's got a bit more space to kind of run into. That he just looks back to himself and and actually when I think back to it I don't think Sun actually does have a very good touch right he's much better like just driving forward with the ball than he ever has been sort of linking up play and I can't really remember him ever being involved in anything even when he was in his best form where he was sort of connecting the dots in midfield. it's always finishing moves and so I feel like now we're seeing him just get the ball in those positions suddenly he looks like a completely different player and it has made me kind of feel that 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 is a positive for me because I think we get the right manager next season. Suddenly, it's just not a problem again, and we've got another player who can score maybe twenty like goals just, again. So, just on yeah. that, then, John, because um, he 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 was quoted after the game uh,
0: about his plans to make Tottenham's top five all-time scoring list. He said, uh, "I think I've got a few more years to play yet, so I will try and keep scoring more goals. I want to do. I want to go a little bit higher on the list. So I'll do my best. It's a big honour to have been playing for a few years now at this club. Obviously, I'm not really focused." Uh, to be tied with this goal scoring record obviously I just want to help the team but it's a big honor to be compared with Jermaine Defoe who is a Spurs legend and scored so many goals for Spurs so I think to tie this goal telly makes me hugely proud in, in a in oh, a I'll, I'll come on to because the, the people most people can't see this if you're a patron you can see this <laughs> Teaser, I don't know what it was a grimace I'm not, I'm not sure what it was but I would say that in this when everything seems like it's going to shit and, and difficult, it's, it is quite nice to think that sot really? is thinking about his future at Tottenham and not thinking, I want to get out of this club, which you could argue would be fine if he thought that way. Do you know what I
1: mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think like the way he uh, signed his contract when the whole Harry Kane scenario was kicking off, and the fact that he committed his future at that point, I think kind of demonstrated to us all then where his kind of commitment lies. And the fact that he's, you know, he, he is seemingly like in love with the club. And that's, as fans, I think that's that's what we want to see. So, yeah, oh. that, that's that's definitely a positive sign.
2: T, what was you going to say? Um, no, I think it's a great thing. I was for fuck's sake because he's just so lovely. Oh, um, uh, right, 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 right. I think we may have spoken last week about wanting the manager who wants to be at Spurs, who wants to manage Spurs and... It's nice having such an important player, who on wanting to be at Tottenham. It just makes us feel... Well, I mean, it's the same in any relationship. If you feel wanted, then it just makes you a bit more optimistic. I feel that, um, you know, this does feel a little bit end of days, but I don't want to sound like a 90s Spurs fan, but I feel like I survived Sherwood. And um, I still think on Facebook I should be marked safe from that period because I really thought we had nothing left in that Sherwood period. And I really thought Potter's was going to be gone in six months because... Um, he was he was largely unproven at, at the time. And I just thought that leave would pull the trigger on him in six months. So I really didn't have any optimism. Now we have a considerably better squad, considerably better infrastructure. And I feel that if we do get the right manager, then, then we'll be fine. And I feel like Son is one of those like little green shoots where I will never completely lose. I don't, I don't feel hopeless right now. Just... Um, I just want the season to be over. I mean, at least in boxing, when you get knocked the fuck out, the fight ends. Yeah. It feels like we've like, um, been knocked the fuck out. They're, they're propping us up, spanning swords, walk in the face, go on, fight on. It feels like we're, we're in con- <laughs> we've got
0: concussion. The, the thing is with boxing um, is that if a fight gets knocked out, you don't hear from him for another six months. Like we, We're on our back now. If we could just go away, crawl under a rock and just rebuild on our own, then that would be beautiful and that's why boxing is beautiful but um, yeah I don't know it's uh, it, it is a it is a bit of a weird one but you know you mentioned the squad there T I was um, we was talking about this with Alex on um, Patreon just after game five Five statements uh, which is a pod we do if you want to listen to our thoughts and comments about the game as soon as Final Whistle goes um, then then you can become a patron patreon.com forward slash the fighting cock yeah we were talking about this and um it was just one of them ones where you look at the squad and you think, while there are major holes in the defence and the goalkeeper, and maybe at left wing-back, certainly at left wing-back, the actual overall shape of the squad isn't in, 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 in terrible shape. right? You've got a midfield quite that's quite deep in, you know, Bentancourt, Hoybier, Skip. You've got um, a right wing-back situation, which is no issue at all. Jed Spence, Porro, Emerson... You've got Romero as Romero a centre-back, but everything else needs improving, you'd think. And then up front, you've got Kulosevsky with Charlison and Son and Kane, who I'm sure Kane will stay. Whether it'll stay beyond next year is a different thing. But while it's been terrible, with the right manager and a little bit of investment in the defence, especially the right manager who has a different sort of outlook on how we should be playing football and makes it much more enjoyable to, to, to watch and get behind, then we're perhaps not as far away as people think, or has, as desperate as our situation feels at the moment, our playing staff, within that squad, we have the ability to to do things, I think. I don't know what those things might be. I don't know what the ceiling is for this squad. <clears throat> but um, yeah, with the right investment in the right area of the squad, I think we could go into next season quite healthy. It's just whether or not that happens. And th- obviously the wider issue of, we don't have a manager, we don't have a director of football as it stands. Although, did you notice that Juventus, uh, they'll find out about their points deduction like a 15 points 15 point points deduction so if they get over Uh, get or get away with that then who knows what will happen to strategy but yeah what 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 did you what do you make of the squad
1: john i was just when you were um talking then i was just thinking about it and just thinking about like teams that basically haven't changed that much but they've changed a manager or changed something in the club has changed and how it's like drastically improved them I think, like, Newcastle is a pretty good example. Like, their squad materially hasn't, like, changed dramatically considering they've obviously got the riches and everyone's focused on the fact that they've got all this money and they're going to spend this money and it will come. But actually, like, the signings they've made, like, Spurs could have signed those players. It wasn't like they were out of touch. It wasn't like they spent 150 million. I think what only, gi- only, is- only
0: Gimmarish, probably,
1: that we that might have been Maybe, Almarish, right? But only that. Maybe. Maybe.
2: Maybe. It's lady, but, like, I get what John means. Yeah. But he's, he's not, not like... of
1: the players, yeah. Yeah, let's be honest. If he wasn't, he wouldn't be playing for Newcastle because well, City would have him, United well would have him. I think, I think
0: Arsenal were desperate to sign him, but they, Newcastle just came in and offered him a lump. But anyway, I get what
1: yeah. your point. I get your point. Is it, they, they're yeah. attainable? They're attainable. And so there's like there's two things why I think that that that's working for them. One because they've got a manager who who's like made their style of play suit the players they've got, and is generally more attacking and more like free flowing and exciting then they've got this weird like buzz around the club of the good times are coming and they're sort of unified behind this idea that everything is going to get better and it's going to work for them and it has like added something to these players where they they're sort of believing the hype of what they're going in and it is just like a it's just a direction that the whole club has from top to bottom we are going to be successful we're on this journey and we're all in it together because there's no way that that like their players in comparison to our players there's not a massive difference there really isn't. Like, if I'd have said if I'd have said this last year, if I'd have said there's not a big difference between Newcastle and Tottenham, people would have been offended by that. that of course there's not there's a, there's a massive difference between us and them. So I I just I don't necessarily as bad as it is now. I'm not completely like ah oh, this is it forever we're broken. I still feel like it's like a couple of players out the door that have been here for too long, a couple of key signs that come in, and a manager with an ethos. The whole thing can change so quickly. Agreed, yeah and so that's that's what I'm holding on to you know yeah indeed
0: just on that um, Stellini is, is obviously still in place it's unlikely that he's going to get sacked before the end of the season unless we can somehow bring a manager in it's not like there's a, a really sort of popular manager just waiting uh, who <laughs> doesn't have a club who we could just sign seemingly like this Um, but uh, here we are uh, you know Stellini's still in place most of Conte's backroom staff are still there as well under Stellini so what, I'm not sure what people, I know, I, I'm not sure what Daniel Levy was expecting to change by leaving Stellini in charge. Be, and, and I kind of, to some degree, understand it because when Conte physically wasn't there as a singular person, just wasn't there, wasn't in charge, our, our, our results did improve. We got some good results, didn't we? You know, you know, West Ham, City, Chelsea as well. We got some good results. And I think maybe they thought, oh, well, we'll just remove Conte, who is the issue. And this will just carry on, but it's—I'm not sure what what if anything is going to change towards the end of the season while Stellini and his team are in in place. Um, yeah. Anyway, look, John, what what do you, what do you think of um, Dan Juma? Because you've been
1: banging on about
0: yeah, give Dan Juma a chance, fuck's sake! And uh, he comes well, on and scores. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, look, Conte did loads of things to basically make everything I said be look really like really good basically because he just didn't play anyone else so you can take a punt like i did and say well like just play other players they'll probably do all right and like sometimes they will do all right and sometimes they won't dan Joom is a prime example though just because of the fact that we loaned him because we needed a player to fill a, the squad and then to not play him at all when we've actually needed someone to come in and play those minutes just made no sense to me so mm. When you were saying right at the beginning about moments that made you happy, that that was one where I thought, yeah, that's a positive, right? Like he, when he's come in, he's looked bright. He took his goal well. And um, I know that he's essentially playing for a move, whether that's to us or someone else, but he looks like energized to me and motivated. He's and He's even I think that's, to that's pump,
0: a- pump the crowd up as well when he scored. Yeah, right?
1: he just looked like he'd give a shit. Now, like I said, that may be just because he's a new player and he's trying to impress, but like that is the point, right? About recycling a squad and getting fresh, like blood into a squad and turning those players over who we spoke about apathy right at the beginning some of these players are probably like apathetic about the whole situation and so that's why again it's just important so yeah it's been good it was good to see him him score and take his goal
2: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper
0: So, obviously, the biggest talking point from this game is the fact that Sanchez was brought on, um, you know, performed pretty badly, and was hooked after 20 minutes after being booed when he touched the ball. Um, What what, what did you make of that situation? What do you make of the booing of Sanchez? Does he... um, Do you think he deserves it? That's what I think you're going to (laughs) say.
2: It's it's a shame. It's a shame that that he got booed. But um, I think um, John said recently that... um, not to, not to be, not to be so political, but Brexit was a protest vote for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> there's a point to all this, I swear to God, there's a point to all this, right? People felt powerless and dissatisfied with the powers that be. So they're voting for something that goes against the status quo, right? That's how they try to affect things. So Spurs, I think I think deep down we know we can't unseat Levy. We can't get rid of him or Enoch. No matter, I don't think we're going to mobilize to that point. So if there's something that we can just get at, you know, I don't think it was personal to Sanchez. I don't feel it was. I just think it's just um, an overall frustration. And he bore the brunt of that. He didn't play well by by all accounts. Um, I think maybe we should have just gone to a flat back four and abandoned the back three. I I feel that we don't have the defence for a back three anymore. We don't have the... We don't have defenders at the level
0: anymore, but um, we don't we don't have that, defense for a back four either. We don't have a defense fundamentally.
2: No, but I think a back four purpose. kind of
0: papers over it. We just
2: if we just pack out the midfield a bit more because we've got sort of bodies in midfield. But um, as for Sanchez, it's, uh, it's a shame he's had to suffer. He shouldn't be here. He should go. Um, and um, I mean, previously I've I've um, you know, caned people who boo players, but. I think fans just feel that there's nothing else now. I mean, maybe in a more calmer time, we might have just um, tried to make cheer him on to make him play better. But right I, now, we're just
0: fucking angry. I don't think there's a, there's a world in there's a world where I end up booing the player, even if he's you know he makes a mistake or he essentially kicks the ball in his own net. He's not doing that because he wants to. He's willfully trying to damage Tottenham Hotspur. And and I so I think sort of you know just. Targeting one player, one human being, who he, fundamentally he is on the pitch, to, to uh, and and fundamentally destroying any kind of relationship or, or you know limited relationship we had with him already, but destroying that and making him feel terrible. I'm sure he felt awful coming off the pitch. I don't I don't agree with that, but I don't think that while he was the brunt of those boos, I think those boos were related to something else entirely, and that was just complete disaff- disaffection. This it's well, help me out. Dissatisfaction. Dissatisfaction with the whole situation with with Daniel Levy and and how mm. we, how he's run the club and 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 where we're at where we're at currently is is that why is Sanchez being thrown into a situation that was difficult already because Longley had gone off injured? Why is that still happening after six years, seven years of us talking about Eric Dyer, Sanchez, Tanganga can't play together, Ben Davies can't play in that system? I know. You, you know he's he's in that bracket with those players and yet we're still having this conversation daniel levy is the one who should be bear the brunt of those boos in this in, in, in this instance if sanchez isn't Absolutely. good enough why is he still at the football club it's not his fault sending him onto the pitch it's not his fault um if he's been asked to do a role that he isn't comfortable with although he's been paid a lot of money to be able to perform at this level but whatever it is if we know that he's not good enough and we as fans know he's not good enough because we've seen it over and over again then who is responsible for the fact that he is our option coming off the bench? And it's it's crazy that we're in this situation. So Daniel Levy, really, while you know I have some thoughts about the fans that felt that they needed to boo a player who was playing in our, our shirt in our home stadium when the world looks every on. every touch no less, which is pretty horrid. Yeah, that's that's horrible. Yeah, I, yeah, it, it, yeah. You you've got to look at why that situation has happened, and it's uh, it's unfortunate it is. What did you make of it, John?
1: Yeah, I just think like on a human level, it's the it's the every touch thing, right? Like it's bad enough if you like boo him when he comes on. That's that's making it very clear that we're not satisfied with this as a substitution, right? So you can, on a personal level, you could think, well, they're not booing me; they're booing the idea that you know we we've got to change it to bring a defender on or something like that. But when it gets to the point where it's every touch, that just, from his perspective, right, that's just him. And there is really no way back from that, like, psychologically. He'll just feel... He won't think, oh, there'll be some fans out there who would never boo me, so that's fine, right? He's just here in a <laughs> massive stadium with loads of people booing him. So that is... It's over for him, basically. He shouldn't... Uh, I heard the, pre, uh, the uh, five statements with you and now. He probably shouldn't play for us again, for his own good, for his own mental well-being. In terms of... um the impact it will have. I, I totally agree with T. I think it's just frustration. And it is just a finger in the eye of, like, Daniel Levy. He talks about the, the the stadium and how impressive it is. If the fans inside it are booing every game that's on TV for just mad reasons, that's not good press for Tottenham Hotspur. It's it's really negative, and it provides a real negative view that he's sort of forced to do something about. And in a way, it's, it's way more effective than the protests outside in, like, a perverse way. Because... You know, like we've spoken about before, Levy's in charge, right? He, it's, he's able to decide when he wants to go. Not, We can't really sack him, right? But if we, th- we believe that he's motivated by sort of image and PR and the club and the valuation of the club and all that, that stuff, you've only really got like one way to, to get to him and that's like valuation of, of the club. And that will only be impacted by... A lack of sales, merchandise, tickets and stuff, which people are clearly, that's not going to happen, right? Because people want to go and watch the football team. And if the people that aren't happy don't go, someone else takes their spot. So that's not going to do it, right? This idea of, I'll just stop going. like that It's not going to happen, right? But the one thing you can do is damage the reputation of the club. Like you can go into the ground and make a fuss and boo relentlessly at random players. Everyone is talking about this Sanchez booing thing. It's all over the place. And Levy will have to do something about that. And the only thing he's able to control in that scenario is, well, I've got to move this player on. And so if it works, right, if we sell Sanchez in the summer, you best believe the fans will boo the next player they want out relentlessly until he gets sold. And it is, if that's our only options as fans who pay absorbent and ticket prices, as much as I personally wouldn't boo an individual player, if that's our only avenue, to T's point, like Brexit, and people feel that's their only way to do it, then fucking do it. Because that's the only way things change is when people have to do whatever they've got at their kind of disposal. Mm, I agree. I, I think that, that, that while you, you don't want a, like a
0: super toxic atmosphere in, inside the ground and you don't want to come across as a fan base that's fickle and, and, and you know without resistance or resilience, um, that we can't see ourselves through the uh, the more difficult times. There's something different going on here. And it's mm. it's systematic in the football club, and it comes from the top. And you know, like the booing of Sanchez, as much as he got it as a as a person, he has to deal with that. And we are we are responsible for how he feels. Not that many Spurs fans will, will give a shit, but I doubt. But Daniel Levy has to be accountable as well. And 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 the, and the more toxic it becomes, the more he has to become active rather than inactive, and 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 almost like uh, you know just in a position where he's he's he doesn't he can just sit Ooh. back and wait he's now hopefully he's thinking about how do i solve this issue now how do i fix the the mood inside this ground now because he's built a massive stadium an incredible stadium but the mood inside it is terrible and so he has to act he, he, he the his rope is becoming shorter and shorter not that we can get him out of the football club we it, that is impossible but to to be in a situation where he has to change or do something different than he has done previously, that's uh, there's much more pressure on him for that, I think. How do you think he's taken it, T? Sanchez or Levy? No, Daniel Levy. Daniel Levy. Um I don't think he
2: cares too much. He just I think he's um the the club is an organization, they're in a good place. I feel that there might be a bit of pressure in terms of hiring the next manager. There's been all these different little things leaked to the press. Um, they leaked um, Enrique as they've leaked today. Um there's softening an approach on Potts coming back. Before, it was like a hard no, but I it's like, well, maybe, maybe not. So, I think, I think Levy probably feels a little bit under pressure. But, as I said, if I don't renew, then there'll be some other mug in my seat. And... If someone listening to this decides they don't want to go anymore, someone will take their place. So, I think Legion might have that cynical numbers point of view. Is just like, well, they can't get rid of me, so so fuck them. But um, he will. I think the next um, April now, next five months are probably the most important five months of his entire of the last ten years of his tenure. I'd say um, we have to end the season maybe not in eighth place. I mean, I think all three of us are is not being Europe if the Champions League is not going to happen. But he has to get the managerial appointment right. And he has to kind of act in a way that makes the fans feel a bit more secure about next season and the immediate future.
0: Indeed. We had a question here from Gary L. Loro, 1882. He says, as a fan base, are we as toxic and fickle as them not down the road? in our own player touches and subs at least twice in one season embarrassing one of those players was Emerson Real who um, you know after the fact ended up being one of the sort of bright lights of this season um, That this is the problem isn't it because what's happening over there there is no toxic because they're top of the league right but there, there's 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 a unity that we had previously there there's there's something going on there that we don't have now and what we we kind of feels like we are where they were when they were trying desperately to get finger out of the club Do you know what i mean there's it's this weird shift and i don't know why that is and I don't know why it's happened and i, I know who's responsible i think but it's uh that this is that 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 compounds it as well doesn't it John
1: yeah it doesn't now bro, right because I think we, when we had the whole Potch era, we, we felt like we'd turned a corner. And we had, right? We we were in a much better shape than they were. And I think they, if I'm not mistaken, someone correct me if I'm wrong, it was Teoté, wasn't it? Or someone like that, that was uh, Arsenal, that was getting booed. Aboué. Aboué, oh. sorry, Aboué. Teoté
0: scored the equaliser um, for all. Against him, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Oh, uh, can, Weirdly, now I
1: can... Yeah, yeah, RIP. It's weird, because when you said that, that's exactly what I saw his face scoring against them. Yeah, sorry, Aboué. And... He was a bit of a symbol of the fact that they hadn't spent enough money in transfer windows, right? Repeatedly, because they were paying for the Emirates. It's so weird how it's kind of a similar thing where it's like it's not really the player, but it's they've become the focus of of our ire and like how frustrated we are as a fan base. So yeah, it's weird. Look again, I think it just comes down to this whole thing of it, it. it may have taken a long time for us to get to this point where we where we sort of have been in the Champions League and we've you know had title pushes and stuff like that. And okay, we haven't won haven't won a trophy in that period, but I think we're in a much better position to readjust from here than we than we have been in the past. And so again, I, I think it's like it's easy to just get caught up in the this is the worst. Oh well, there's nothing. Where where do we go from here? This is all awful. It's like, but we are. We are still there or thereabouts. Like, we're not a million miles away. And it is, for me, it's just as, as simple as them locked down the road. Last year, they bottled it. We were flying high. Ah, isn't it hilarious? They've missed out on it. What's the Norwich score? All that banter. They made a couple of sign-ins in the summer, and bang, they're, like, well in the mix. Now, they, they might do it this year. They might not. But it just, again, it's another illustration of It's not, it's never massive jumps to get it right. It's just, like, getting things in... In place in the right order and that's we just have to do that and so I, I feel like until we um you know until we get this manager in and we have this new direction this is this is just going to feel shit like there's nothing we can do about it until we we know who's in charge of the football side moving things forward and maybe this mum geezer um eddie munster when he comes in <laughs> um he, he will help to shape that because i think i said it on on a, a few weeks back almost what you need is Levy to be like right I'm inside of uh, in charge of all the football stuff here's your budget for the football crack on do whatever you want like I'm not getting involved that's yeah. your budget end it however you want and any players you sell that's complete everything to do with football decisions is up to you I just give you the lump sum and you can do what you want with that if that's what happens with this with Eddie Munster and we get in a new manager and suddenly there's like players at the door there's a new like way of playing and it's like youth players coming in and suddenly I'll be really excited like really excited because that's kind of what I think is the best case scenario given the structure that we've got at the club so is that his name now is, is this what we're calling him Eddie Munster I've <laughs> literally just thought of it and that, I'm sticking with it because I can't remember what his first name is <laughs> so he he's does, Eddie Munster yeah. to me until he does something good <laughs> until
0: he does yeah. something good he's Eddie Munster um, yeah yeah I, I, yeah. I, mean, I guess look, that's, that's an an improvement it's, it's at least a move in the right direction I think Daniel Levy in, in, in he has acknowledged the fact that he isn't the right guy to make the right decisions in, in footballing yeah. sense. But we are in a situation now with him having to make the right decision for our next manager. So Munn isn't going to be in place till July or June or July. So it might be it's way too late then. We can't we're not going to wait till June true. or July to, to to bring in a or or at least make serious movements towards managers. Because if we if we have to wait till then, we might not appoint appoint one before pre season. We can't be in that situation again. But the biggest failing, there'll be many failings under Daniel Levy, many successes as well, but the biggest failing for me, the one that shocked me and, and really thought, oh, fuck, maybe Daniel Levy isn't the right guy or fit for purpose to bring us what we deserve or what we should at least be in the conversation, with, which is trophies, FA Cups, whatever they might be, was that period where we just couldn't find a manager and ended up signing Nuno, which was just mental. A club of our size, with the financial resources that we have to wait eight, nine weeks after sacking Jose Mourinho before a cup final to appoint Nuno Spiro Santo, in <laughs> hindsight, is unforgivable. It's, it's just negligence, isn't it? Or, or not, not, If it isn't negligence, because I'm not sure negligence is something that you could ever, you know, apply to Daniel Levy but just an inability to make the right decision. That, that, it, was, it was Fabio though, wasn't it? Kind of at fault
2: for that because it was him who was responsible for the search. I'm concerned it's going to happen again because it's like, well, we're going to wait till the season ends till we hire the manager. Well, unless, unless you've got someone in place the day of the kickoff off it's going to be a concern because pre-season, I mean, we never got a truncated pre-season like last year because of the World Cup. The season started earlier so with less time, but I am concerned that we're going to get to our first pre-season game, probably somewhere in, in East Asia. And probably even got a manager in place. So I just hope that it doesn't happen again. But that, that, that is my worry. Um, I have just ask send- the
0: guy's quest So gone? no, no. I was going to say, do you imagine sending the squad off to fucking East Asia, to, to Australia without a manager? like just yeah, sending Ryan Mason there just uh, waving Just sending him across the world while we're trying to Pochettino is fucking he doesn't have a job he's just sitting he's right there, there. Wait, he's waiting for a call just <laughs> fucking bring him in and let's get on with the next 3 or 4 years of our lives send exactly him, whatever the fuck you lot are doing over there I don't know and this is the problem as always we just don't know and we're having to speculate as fans on the podcast just we're piss to in the dark yeah let's just piss it a windy dark tunnel where it's spraying all over your face We've all been there. This
1: boys. is why. This is why. I, and I said it again a couple of weeks ago. This is why I'm kind of in a weird mindset of I actually want it to fucking crash and burn this season. Bad. Like just booing every game. We're losing like 95th minute like defeats. So that it's so toxic and fucking awful. And we don't qualify for the Champions League. Don't qualify for anything. That Levy is literally like, oh fuck, everything's fucked. Because I think he doesn't think he is not anywhere near where we are emotionally about what's happening he th- he just looks at the table he looks at the numbers he probably doesn't read the press doesn't listen to like he doesn't look at twitter doesn't listen to podcasts he's just like yeah we're doing all right like we're doing fine like everything's fine we can still finish in the champions league i got rid of this guy who was slagging us off publicly no one's slagging me off now everything's great i genuinely don't think he thinks there's a problem yeah no so i agree i sort of I think we have to essentially make it a problem. We have to make it to the point where it again, like things that affect him that he can see, which is not qualifying for the Champions League is an issue. Not qualifying for the Europa League if you don't qualify for the Champions League is an issue. I think we have to. We almost have to just completely fucking blow up for him to go. Oh shit! Maybe I should get a manager in now because I don't. I just don't see that he like that he has the same urgency that we all have and. I don't even think that he thought the Nuno thing was a big fuck up because he was like well I brought in a director of football and he ran the search so that's your fucking problem no, don't moan not. to me I did what you wanted Yeah, but if, so
0: if, yeah. if, if the, the manager you, impl- manager you employ to, to run a section of the business fucks up that's on you for making the wrong decision yeah, but
1: he'll just go the manager the, the guy I hired Fabio Paratici brought in a manager one manager of the month for, for first month
0: yeah then what they, they sacked him they sacked
1: him like eight weeks later yeah yeah, exactly but because why because we fucking booed relentlessly in a ground in a game where a substitution was made that Levy was attending he must have been like what's happening here what the fuck's going on but prior to that he's looking at going well Wolves were alright they did okay and now we've got him and he's one manager of the month and you know we didn't concede a goal and we've won all the games and we beat Man City what a great appointment he just doesn't see what we see which is why when he says stuff like football DNA he doesn't know what the fuck that means he doesn't know what that means. Otherwise, you wouldn't hire Jose Mourinho and Conte And Conte, back back. Fuck it, oh yeah. You, you, you don't <laughs> you, know what
0: that means. But, uh, but uh, there is an element of hindsight here, because when Mourinho took over from Pochettino, I think a lot of us thought, yes, this is good. This is what we need, a winner. And Conte, a winner. Everyone was ecstatic when Conte yeah. took over.
1: That is true, but that's well, the whole well, in
0: DNA, the is work. it? Yeah. yeah, we already, yeah, already realise now. Like, I, yeah. There's been past relationships I realise that we're wrong. They were wrong, but at the time, fucking she was backing up.
2: Yeah, but then you got you got you got you, you see the red flags and you obey them this time. We so, ignored them twice. Sometimes and look what it's got us. Sometimes the red flags are sexy, aren't they?
0: Uh, sometimes the red flags when they're like <laughs> it's it, it a toxic these toxic women in your life, you know? Yeah, when she gives you a dig during sex, you're sometimes like, oh well that's that feels like abuse, but it's kinda sexy as well. If someone once sung a bus of windows at your car, maybe you know, she does that in you know, a baseball, back to the
2: car window, windscreen, you know? Yeah. Give, give you a semi.
0: <laughs> T, um, is it farcical or understandable that, according to The Athletic, uh, we're still in the, 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 the stage of due diligence for the next manager, do you think?
2: It's hilarious. It's fucking <laughs> hilarious. It's like, um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like um, if I lose my job, it's like due diligence to find a replacement for me. I mean, my job's not that <laughs> Within a day. important. <laughs> it's like within half a day If I can go on in Indeed Just run down the list Interview them all and, and, and you're there I mean it's, it's that simple Full bloody Spurs I mean Pochettino is an easy PR win I'd say He's right um, in there Right And then you got On slot from um, The geezer from Firenord It sounds like he wants to come I just don't see The deliberation What's the fucking what, I can't think of any Managerial search That's been like um Due diligence and all that bollocks, has gone well. You don't hear that anywhere, really. Find what you want and get them. In my opinion, find a manager who w- will sack off the back three and just play good football because the back three just isn't working. You need, um, in this squad, I think you need at least five good, set- three, maybe three world-level centre-backs, two Dar Davies level. We're not going to get two centre-backs better
0: than Romero. So sack that shit off and go to a flat-back four. I know you want to go back to a flat-back four, right? But if we did that currently, our flat-back four would be what to you? To you? Uh, right now, next game. I mean, the Poro is pretty terrible in a
2: flat-back four. I'll be, I'll be honest with that. Okay, but we
0: do have Poro. That's the only one, right?
2: And then we've got Tanganga. <laughs> then we've got Perisic on the other side, <laughs> who's not really a left-back. I understand that. You can't do but, that. But maybe a three-five-two. You know, Mate, put I'd, I'd, I'd be That's the man in
0: midfield. Take that because responsibility because... away from Son. Let him play as a, a two up front, off the shoulder. Now we're cooking, boys.
2: We, we should be managed by committee, like, we, like back in the 1950s of England. We should be managed. Let's get manager. like 12, get, get 12, 12 I would manage, manage
0: Tottenham. I'd <laughs> absolutely love to see John Bass walk out on the touchline. How <laughs> active would you be, John? Like, if you were managing Spurs, would you be one of, like, would you sit back? Would you sit sit in your um you know your seat in the dugout, or would you be on the edge? Would you be pushing the edge? Would be on near on the touchline? Would you be would you have a toe on the field? How active would you be on the touchline, Judge?
1: Are so you asking me am I track suit or suit manager? I think I'd be um I'd be I'd be suit manager and I'd be ninety nine percent on the bench watching, but if I wasn't happy, then I'd just take a very slow and like, sturdy stroll out right on the edge of my technical area, like, scowling at players. And then I would say... If we were, like, 1-0 down at half-time, I would say nothing, right? Absolutely nothing. And I'd pick on the player who's played the best, and I'd just smash a puck of pie in their face. (laughs) (laughs) Poor, poor, Poor lukewarm gravy over his head and be like... You think the fucking geezers in Normandy died for this shit? <laughs> fucking go out there and fucking win. <laughs> Come <and> get <laughs> the second half with a Stony outfit on. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Would you? I your... tell him to kiss the Stony badge on the way out, and I fucking go and win. <laughs> yeah. Play for the badge. <laughs> Play for the badge, not the
0: Spurs badge. The fucking Stony badging mug. Would you? Would you wear Stony on the on the touchline?
1: What, like one hundred percent. I'd be. I, I would well, Guardiola be... does yeah exactly i would be i would be pushing i'd be pushing levy for a sponsor sponsorship change as discussed new new kit sponsor Stony, lovely
0: john john's a man who considers um if, he, if he's in a room and he's the hardest man in the room then he controls the room so if he's in the changing yeah. room and carrie kane steps up and says well what do you know about football john's john's response will be well i can have you therefore you need to kneel yeah
1: is that fair yeah it? this is well, yeah because ultimately let, let's think about this right if it was me and uh just, just einstein imm- in a room <laughs> right and einstein's going oh this is the theory of relativity and i'm like that's bollocks <laughs> and he goes well i no, let me convince you and i'm like i'll beat you up unless you agree with me he'll ultimately he'll agree with me and that's true of any argument you can win any argument as that long is, as you can beat the other person up. that is the way because of the That's Why no one disagrees with thick, horrible blokes out in the street when they're getting lazy? You just go, Yeah, mate, do what you want. After you, it's not right. That's the way the world works. Empires are built on might. How strong are you?
0: How many people can you kill? We are the better empire. That's what I'm saying. And,
1: like, you know, we've evolved thankfully into a situation where you know, most of the time it does come down to you know, having words basically, right? And you can control, but sometimes. If, the, if you're pushed into that scenario, if I'm in the change room and I'm going, right, what I want you to do is, you know, just play better and not be shit. And they're like, yeah, but what are your specific instructions? I'm like, if you don't do it, I'm going to smash your fucking head in. They'll do it, mate. They <laughs> will do old it. Old
0: school. That's what we
1: need. <laughs> it's what school. we need. Bring it back. If you had
0: to crack the jaw of one
1: Spurs player in the current squad, who would it be, John? You. Oh, that's a good... A, There's quite a lot of candidates, isn't there? You've quite got a lot of, I'm just trying to think, you've got, you've got to be tactical with this because... I, I know who it is. I'd punch Hugo right in the face. Right. Captain I, Mark, I'll tell you man. why. One, because I wouldn't have brought uh, Larisse back in. That's the start, fault right. not it? not useful. his You could have cracked him because he was brought no, back yeah. in. But it's dominance, isn't it? He's the captain. Yeah. I'm the manager. So I'm just, I'm decking him going, you're not the fucking captain now. And I'd give it to Harry, which would boost Kane, right? He'd be going, fuck, I'm now the club captain. Like he's actually decked Hugo. And then you crack um, him and then I will just nut him and just, and just go who else fucking wants it and then anyone who gets out of the changing room alive they can start next Man, week and, and
0: just for good luck crack Tanganga just
1: yeah just start all do, do, do Levy as well with a headbutt bosh
0: yeah, um, <laughs> yeah you're, you're, you're in the um, you're in the boardroom with Daniel Levy and you're talking about transfer targets and you're like well I want I want uh, Bastoni and I want um, I want to bring Dybala over from Roma and I think uh, we should we should really make a statement sign in here, and, and we buy Benzema ben and play a two up front with Kane and Benzema, and make the best. And then he's like, well, we, we can't really do that, can we, John? And you're like, well, I'm fucking hard on you, so this is what's yeah, gonna get happen. Your checkbook out. Get or your account. I'll fucking out. crack we, your jaw.
1: I'll ram that fucking pen through your eye. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it, I think it could work. I think it's a novel technique. People are going, oh, what we need is a progressive. No, get a big violent bloke. I mean, look at dice dice is doing a. Doing a pretty good job. Why? Because he's just harder than all these players. Quite simple, really, if you think
2: well, about we're it. Well, the alternative is that. We get a tiny manager and get Duncan Ferguson as his assistant.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: perfect. To perfect. do his uh, to do his bidding. Exactly. Um are you confident, uh T in Daniel Levy's ability to hire the right man? No.
2: Okay, good. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. No. Why? Um, <laughs> because um I don't know, we've had, we've had 20 years of this and I, I don't have faith. I think he I think the best thing he could possibly do now, just do a PR move, get someone who no one hates. Well, not as many people hated Pochettino. And Pochettino's just, right there. Yeah, just just do that. I mean, I don't, I don't exactly want Poch back, but right now that is. But I just think it just it will just re, it will just um, bring back good feeling yeah. among the fans, and it just puts a line under this whole bollocks.
0: Give give me a reason why. Uh, bringing Pochettino back right now is a bad move. It's a bad move. Not not one that might not work out. It, there's no reason why this is a negative move if we bring him back, is it? T? Well,
2: no. Um, I mean, I don't know if you're thinking of your head. Maybe he's not done enough since or maybe he won't do any better with his squad. But... It's one trophy, is it? I just... I just think that um, it just makes it just makes the most sense. He's given us our best time. So you want <laughs> to manage Tottenham. And... Um, I don't think there's many managers that are better than Potts, clearly better than Potts that we can get. So why
0: it's, not? It's like it's like you 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 went out of an absolute fucking rocket, a ten out of ten, right? And things went bad, and you know it didn't quite work out, and she went off, and you you just agreed this isn't working out, and you're 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 looking pretty good as well. A Few years passed, and you've been drinking a lot. You got a pot belly, and she's. Been out and went out with like some rich bloke who gave her nothing at all. Just just didn't, you know, didn't connect with her on an intellectual level at all. And now she's on her own and she's single and she keeps looking back and go, we had something, didn't we? And you're there, fat, sweating, red, lost. Your family hates you and you're going, you're still not good enough. That's what this is. There's us, we, we need her back. We need, I need yeah. her back.
1: She's, I, even, she's even liking our posts on Instagram and we're still not, we're still not dropping a DM. And
0: her brothers, her, her hype man, her brothers are hype man. Yeah. Periods are saying, yeah, just take us back. He's right traps there. On Instagram. He's on his fucking knees and we won't pull our cocks out. We will not yeah. pull our cock out for him and he's on his fucking knees. Begging, unbelievable! Begging's too much. Oh, begging, fucking. Hell. He's not begging. He's just saying, "Give me some of that dick." <laughs> not, not. Please give me some of that dick.
2: Yeah, that's, he's been a bit subtle about it. Kind hard to get. Yeah,
0: it's like a little side eye. Give me some of that dick.
2: With the lucky Land Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: like very sort of like one reason john that we shouldn't
1: get Poch back tell me one reason why we shouldn't i mean if you if you can i'll try and play devil's advocate i guess there's just a a a potential that it it sort of distracts from what the the rebuild essentially and that obviously that's a counter argument of yeah but we he wanted that in the first place, so maybe he should come and finish the job. But there is an element of the the press and the sort of distraction, and there are going to be players there that played under him before. And maybe we what we actually need is completely hard reset, like fresh, like everything fresh about it. That to me is like the only real thing that I just think is a is a minor point in my personal opinion, which is why I you know, I've still wanted Poch as, as the first choice. But that'd be the only thing I could think of just to play devil's advocate.
0: But just just think of all the times that we had when the players were on board and he had a fresh squad and young players like, Daniel, like um, Dele Alli who will, will never recapture the form that he had under Pochettino because he, he was a good player. He's, he was bordering on great at times but he had a manager that believed in him a system that suited him that was built around his abilities. That was Pochettino. What we saw at the end of Pochettino's reign was a, t- <clears throat> a tired squad so why not give him this new fresh squad I know Kane and Son and Dyer are still there but everyone, and Loris is still there but everyone else has been receptive to this surely to the same ideas that, that made Spurs great in the mid um, teens or whatever you want to fucking call it. And it you know from 2014 to 2018 Spurs were a fucking force and people talked about us like we weren't a joke so bring exactly. him back give him another chance he deserves it he deserves another
2: chance and it's just so many players that you improved. Um, I mean, I, I know you like to relay the Dembele story, but before Potts oh, no, you, came along.
0: You tell me the Dembele story. Go
2: on. I've got to finish my point, though. I'm going to forget it. My short term memory is pretty terrible recently. <laughs> but um, there are players like Dembele who were kind of in a no man's land before Potch arrived, and he made him one of the best midfielders in Europe. Um, and there's obviously Danny Danny Rose and Carl Walker who he just made the best wing, best four backs in the country pay for the country in the end. So. There are players here who Poch can do that to, and um, I just think this is a good squad for him to do that with. Really, I mean, the only thing I mean, John was maybe playing devil's advocate, but it's it's probably accurate. I feel that we're in a bad place, and so maybe we do need a complete reset, with a completely new manager with new ideas. I feel Poch has a bit of baggage with him, but it makes the fans feel good. But I feel like someone like Slot, or maybe even Company, I know you you like Flav, will be in fresh manager, not been to Spurs before. And just create their own new new history, you know what I mean? Just like going back to Proch's like history, but we can create new memories, you know? Um, people talk about clubs having no history, but I'd rather be creating new memories and having a glorious history. I mean, what's history gonna fucking do to anyone? I mean to do to me anyway. I'd rather just be living in the moment where we're at our best, not be having
0: to look back at um, the 1961 double winning squad you know I think I think this this the the, this, the last three years will put, put us in a position where we can appreciate the rebuild like what, whatever happens next as long as there's a progressive manager who changes the ethos and, and makes us play good football and if we don't get to where we hope we could one day get it's not the end of the world right now in the next two or three years if we're playing good football the mood will change everything will change within Spurs if we get the right manager who's going to Give give us something to believe in again. It's the same exact same thing that Potch said when he came. I'm going to make you proud of us because we weren't proud of what Sherwood did. We weren't proud of AVB before. We were proud at times under um, uh, Harry Redknapp. But Jose Mourinho, um, fuck, uh, Mauricio Pochettino came in and said, "This is the this is what we t- this is the motive. This is what we're doing. This is how we're going to behave, and this is why you're going to be proud of us." That's what we want again. Because we were nowhere near a top four place when he, he joined us. Nowhere near. I, I remember thinking that we would never finish in the top four. Pochettino turned up. And I remember actually, I was doing a bit for um, Ball Street way back, maybe 2015, 16. We had a really good start under Pochettino. And I was we, we were um, judging where all the teams would finish in at the end of the season. And Spurs at that time were second. And I remember looking at that league table, league table and going... Tottenham were a second in the league that was only f- seven years ago Tottenham were looking at it going how the fuck are, are we Spurs and I've been supporting Spurs since I was eight since I was um, well the first game was 1985 and in 2014, 15, 16 maybe around around that time I was looking at the league table going Tottenham were a second how is that even fucking happening now we're like well second surely we should be finishing second third, fourth Pochettino did that. And I just feel like he could do it again. He could. And if it isn't him, company, new ideas, maybe him as well. But we need to be really aggressive and proactive, I think.
1: Just, um, just on the Pochettino thing, mate, the one the one like rebuttal i always get when i sort of post about potch in a positive way or we have this exact conversation right he did so well and blah blah, blah. Is people will say yeah but everyone's looking at this through roasting their glasses you forget the last 12 months we were shit we didn't win away for however long and blah blah blah, blah. i accept all of that right but the argument at the time was like oh he's got to go but in hindsight the reason that we were shit is for the reasons that you spoke about which is that it's the same players that people now are going, it's the players, it's the players. right? If you're accepting that it is the players, therefore it was the players when he was there, then surely there's got to be a situation where you've got to give him a bit of leeway and say, right, he said I need new players, there has to be a rebuild. He didn't get those players. We had two transfer windows where we didn't sign anyone. And then you have 12 months where it's stagnant. And he's even trying that fucking diamond, he's trying all these different things to try and make it new and make it different. But he doesn't have... The tools. And you look at those players, we had like Winks and Sissoko as our like midfield two. Oh, of oh. course we were shit. Of course we were shit. Don't fucking dig so, up Sissoko. <laughs> <laughs> Inner two was, was basically yeah, hell. Horrendous. Um, <laughs> and and that to me is why I'm just like, he. we should have stuck with him then. And it's easy to say, and it's almost pointless talking about it. But I felt at the time, Levy should have said to the players, look, you're playing to get this man sacked. I'm not sacking him. So... Either, like, if you want to be here, then knuckle down because it's not happening. And we're going to, you know, once we have the funds, we're going to be looking to turn over a few players and we're going to be deciding who's staying and who's going because it's not going to be Maurizio, so fucking deal with it. But he got carried away and got excited by Jose and saw a window to go, oh, I can get him and I can justify getting letting Poch go. And I think that was the one of the biggest like tricks, if you like, that Levy pulled off is convincing us that the manager who made us feel the best we've ever felt was worthy of getting sacked the first time that things weren't going well albeit over a couple of months when those reasons were very obvious as to why and we've all seen it play out so i'd like him to come back and have this last dance and have a chance at redemption to sort of prove that if you give him the resources which we do have now that he is the right man and he loves the club and wants to be a part of it and i'd urge all the fans that go from now until the end of the season keep fucking singing his name if you want him back because that will eventually become something that levy can't ignore
0: I do like listening to you talk about Spurs, John. I do. Thank you. Um, Okay, final question here from uh, Barcelona Spurs. It's our friend, Jimmy Riggle. He says, uh, Request, can you please make this a Manchester City podcast for the rest of the season? Since we're all (laughs) supporting them now anyway, ideally do the accents as well. Ah, kid. Um, um, Okay, all right. So the the part of why we feel so terrible, and it isn't the entirety of it, is the fact that them lot are top of the league, yes. and they've showed a way of doing things that that aren't Man City level of spending. Although they have spent a, a phenomenal amount of money, you're bearing in mind the Premier League rules state that you can you can uh, speculate 105 million pound over three seasons, and they've spent 300 million in two, so they need to do some sort of accountancy there. But it's really important that Man City do it, isn't it, T? It's really important.
2: A hundred thousand percent, mate. Um, I just think that this is our worst season. We can't have that compound in it. We we absolutely fucking can't. And um, yesterday, when they went to 0 up, I just kind of... well, I didn't watch any of the game. really. I still not seen the goals. Apart from the penalty miss. I watched a penalty miss about 20 times because I'm a sick cunt like that. But... um. Mm. Yeah, I think that um, it's a great thing that City have, have kind of found their mojo. I hope they keep their mojo City are kind of um, spurs of a lot of money, basically, in that they've got this, they, they've got that kind of um, bottle in them, you know, and um, it manifests itself that they can't win the Champions League. But I'm 100% behind them for the rest of the season. Um, I'm going to miss the game against Arsenal, sadly, but I will be checking my phone for the scores as and when they go in.
0: Well, uh, uh, John, how did you, did
1: you, watch the West Ham Arsenal game? I am purposely because because I'm I'm somewhat superstitious about these things, which makes no sense. Given we that all are. View. I know exactly what you say. We all are. Yeah, but what did you do? I'm, I'm not watching either City or Arsenal because I don't want to, A, give Arsenal any benefit by me watching them and, C, fuck it up for City by me wanting them to win. So I'm pretending that that is not happening until the result of what's not happening happens. Yeah. Because otherwise, <laughs> I, I will feel partially responsible if any of those things happen. I accidentally turned it on and Arsenal 2 up. I went out for the whole day, came back, went to my local shop and the geezer in the shop knows I'm a Spurs fan and he was pissing himself laughing. And I was like, oh, you want to talk about Bournemouth? He went, no, have you not seen the Arsenal result? And I was like, no. And then he told me and I was fucking buzzing. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to, I don't want to taint that. I'm, I'm enjoying just finding out about it and going, oh, they've drawn again, have they? Okay, all right. Yeah, all right. I was I was on my phone. I've been shopping at uh,
0: Sainsbury's, right? And I rang my dad just for a chat. And he went, I'm, I'm not going to watch the Arsenal game. And I went, all right, all right. And it literally like, it was sort of a minute to um, four o'clock or whenever it, whenever it was that they, they played. And he went, oh, no, no, well, maybe I'll turn it on. I'm not, no, I'll, I'm going to turn it on. And I was watching, and we were talking as I was driving home. And he went, ah, oh, fucking hell. Arsenal got one up. And I was like, dad, I, I thought we agreed that we weren't going to, you know do this we're not we're not going to talk about Arsenal it's just if it happens it happens and we just move on with our lives yeah yeah I know I know but they did just score a great goal I was like all right all right leave it about five minutes ago ah they've scored again I was like dad I'm fuck I'm binning this conversation up fuck off I'm binning this conversation off and then I got home and I was, fu- I was furious but I was sort of starting to as I've done many times this season just sort of rationalize and think all right if it happens it happens we can just deal with it and we just move on and we take our medicine and we just move on. And then West Ham scored. I was like, okay, all right, all right. Well, at least, well, at least there's a dog in the fight here now. At least at least there, there might be something. And then I was like, oh, Saka's got a penalty. And this is from the Sky Sport app. Saka's got a penalty, misses a penalty. And I was like, ah, oh, well, you know, I mean, they're still good, but I can kind of feel like a shift in momentum. Bowen scores and I'm like, oh, hold on boys. hold on something is happening here now something might be happening there but towards the end of the season there might be a couple of shifts in in what might happen so let's beware hubris and uh, you know hope that Arsenal fuck this up if they don't win the league though this is a massive bottle job because I've spoken to a couple of Arsenal fans today for a job I've got with Victor and they were going uh, not, not just in a Man United fan and a Liverpool fan going well it's not really a bottle job but it, it doesn't matter does it what? T? It doesn't matter does it? Uh, how How is it not? Well apparently they, they at the start of the season they would have bitten their hand off to be in that situation so they should be
1: great. But
2: we finished third in the two fucking horse race. I
1: fucking said Fuck this off. T. I said this. Cunts. Cunts. Bo- They're talking we'd, we'd shit. We would have bitten everyone's hand off to be in a Champions League final so it wasn't a bottling because we didn't expect to be there. That's f- That's not the narrative I've heard every fucking play. Oh, you bottled a final against Liverpool. We didn't expect to be there. We weren't the favourites. That's that's not how it fucking works. If you're in the lead and you don't win, you bottled it. Everyone knows it. Simple facts. Yeah, that's it. So fuck your mums. That's
0: it. (laughs) There there, there is no way if Arsenal don't win this league that they haven't bottled it. And if if you... I'm sure there are many Spurs fans listening to this who have friends who are Arsenal fans... And they will be saying to you, if they do not win this league, and they still could, they're still in the good... I mean, if they win every game, even if they draw at City and win every game, they're still going to win it, right? They could still win the league. But if they don't, this is your opportunity to ram it down their throats because it doesn't... They'll come back to you, where are you? Where are you in the league? It doesn't matter. We already know that we're fucking shit. We already know that this has been a bad season for us. What they have had is... Unbridled optimism. We're going to win the league. We're going to win the league, and now reality is hitting, and maybe they won't. And if it doesn't, make their lives fucking hell. Make their lives fucking hell because they deserve it. Go forth, Spurs fans. Be proud and make <laughs> their lives f- be cunts. <laughs> yes. and make their lives fucking hell. All right, boys. I think that would do. Felonius uh, Phil. Thank you very much. You're welcome. The real John Bass thank you mate thank you buddy and uh, we'll be back on Thursday for a Q&A pod